you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Stan. How you doing? Hey, good morning. Good. Nice to have you on the show. We've been trying to get this happening for a long time. People, uh, we'll see what people have to do. Those that are watching, we'll get people clicking on here soon. And uh, they have comments here, so people will be able to ask you questions if they hop on too. So, okay. Cool. All right. Sound good? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to introduce you first, Stan, and then I'll let you take over and kind of introduce yourself to now Stan McQuay has been he's you guys you've been a friend of mine and uh for I don't know man I think even before you got married I believe I remember you going I I believe that you were going to Canada even to see her is what if I remember when we were at powerhouse together uh oh yeah yeah when we were when you and I were training together I was yes Mm -hmm. dating correct yes yeah you were just you were just dating now you got kids yeah. and all kinds of stuff on, on under your yeah, but, I, but i've been friends with you since uh michael was really little that's true a matter of fact i have a uh i have pictures of you in my office when uh michael was just a baby and we you were still you know i still got those pictures yeah we've been yeah we've known each other for a long long time so yeah. It's been it's been good. So without that, uh, Stan, uh, we, I'll go ahead and and why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, you know your family and and your background and stuff like that, and we'll get we'll get started because I've been looking forward to this one anyway. I want to talk to you a little bit about mindset, what a champion's mindset is, and and just what it is to be a bodybuilder and uh, what that looks like. All right. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? And- yeah. So how's everyone out there? Uh, my name is Stan McQuay. I'm 49 years old. Um, I'm a professional bodybuilder, which retired in 2018. I competed for uh, over 22, I think, I believe 25 years I competed uh, in bodybuilding. I made it to the Olympia level five times, which in bodybuilding, and that's like the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. That's like what Arnold Schwarzenegger had achieved. And he kind of, you know, brought bodybuilding to the forefront and made it a popular sport back in the 70s even though bodybuilding has been around since you know the, the 50s really right um, so but I, i've been competing for that long i've been working out lifting weights since my senior year of high school um and really like i got into working out really at a young age i've been in the martial arts since i was young my father started me since i was uh eight years old and did various different martial arts so that's kind of like got my foot in the door and got me a taste of, of being fit and, and, you know, achieving goals. So that's kind of how I got started. Um, and so when bodybuilding came around, I felt, I always felt bodybuilding, although bodybuilding and dieting and all that, it, it's a very hard sport. I felt I already had the like 
discipline instilled in me because of the work ethic that my father had pushed me and what martial arts you know brings to the table it's a, it requires as everyone knows a ton of motivation and determination to do that so i felt bodybuilding and dieting kind of became relatively easy for me yeah so you know well back nine so people now that you said that you're 49 right and you know guys that are you're yourself ronnie's 50 now and uh you know i'm a little older than you guys but it's obvious that the 50 is is definitely the new uh the new 30 year olds uh for sure those especially those that are are you know lifting weights and doing what they do right you know when i was in school i remember you know what led you to the bodybuilding thing i can tell you this i remember on the remember on the back of any kind of magazine uh, whether it was a muscle magazine or even a karate magazine, you'd have the, the big buff, you know, that was a card where you get kicked with sand and you can do this, this stuff. And you got the big buff guy and that, that's what it was. Uh, what was it about bodybuilding that, that attracted you? Was it just something that you wanted to see yourself big? Did, were you naturally muscular when you were young? Did you have genetics already? Yeah, you know, believe it or not, like when it came to bodybuilding, I kind of fell into bodybuilding. Bodybuilding was definitely not something I ever wanted to achieve. Anything I wanted anything to do with, to be honest with you. Uh, I remember walking through the grocery stores with my father. We'd go through the Ralph's and I would always go right to the magazine section. And uh, I remember seeing the bodybuilding magazines. I would never pick those up because there always be some really big, you know, 300 pound guy that was all jacked on whatever it was. And he was just so big. And I thought it looked so goofy. And, you know, coming from a martial arts background, I was like, that's exactly what I don't want is to be big and sluggish and slow like that. Um, so I just never inspired to, to, to lift weights. And it was just, wasn't my thing. I, I just was always under the impression that, you know, bigger muscles equals slower speed. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until like my senior high school, uh, I was really small. I think my senior year of high school, I played varsity football. I was a tailback and I weighed 135 at five foot six. But, you know, a lot of the guys in high school were small, but that, that was really small. So I remember the, the, my high school coaches, we didn't even have a weight training program at my high school. Um, but he says, you should start lifting weights and try to put some size on because you definitely can play at the college level. So I started lifting weights, um, putting on size, um, but still was not into bodybuilding. It was just strictly for training for football. Um, right. So I, it was a bunch of my buddies. We would go to the gym late night, 10 o'clock. We'd train from 10 to 12 when the gym would close. Um, and I just started noticing I started putting on size relatively – well, not so putting on size, but I started getting cut relatively easy because I still didn't know what I was doing with the eating. So we would lift weights literally Monday through Friday. I maybe put on 10 pounds, which was pretty good for, for that age. Um, and I just kind of continued on. I ended up playing college football. I was still really small. And I just remember, you know, playing out there my, my freshman year and then my sophomore year and just remembering how small I was. Because at that level, you know, guys, my height were already pushing, you know, over 200 pounds. And I was just so small. So I just really got back in the gym and I started concentrating on the diet part. How can I gain more weight? Uh, mm. So over the years, I just kept lifting, kept trying to put on more sides. And I came to the realization that, you know, football probably wasn't going to be in my, my future because I was just vertically challenged and I wasn't big enough. So, um, you know, I just kind of like wised up and said, I'm not going to play football anymore, but I kept working out. And, and um, 
Yeah, I just started from that point. And when I started studying the diet portion, that's when I started picking up the magazines and started kind of reading about how do these guys get that big? You know, and that's <laughs> when I started, really started studying. And, I, and when I was in college, I switched my major from finance and I switched it to kinesiology because I really wanted to learn how the body works. You know, how can I make myself bigger or faster, stronger, all of, all of the above? That's pretty much how I fell into that. Did you st- did you have do you have a degree in kinesiology then? No. So what happened was uh, I was a I was a junior in my in uh, at CSUN with my finance um, uh, credentials, and then I had made the switch my senior year, and it added like another probably three years to my curriculum. So I, I went and oh, studied, my. studied, and in the meantime. Um, I was working, I was working for powerhouse gym at the time. And so not only was I going to school studying, you know, kinesiology and the way that the body functioned, but I also was on the, working on the job at, at powerhouse. So, uh, I was doing both together. Uh, I had a full-time job as well. And I just got, I started making really good money with my full-time job and the personal training. So I never really went and finished. I literally, I think I had maybe like three classes left. I could go back and finish, but I just like my personal training business. That's when I met you really started to take off. And um, I just didn't really go back and I never finished. I really should go back and finish that. Right. Well, you know, I, I think, uh, I, you know, we have, you and I haven't spoke on, on college thing. I know my kids have gone through too, but I was kind of an entrepreneur. I did this some college thing, you know what I mean? I, it just wasn't made for me. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to go on a path of, uh, you know, entrepreneurship. And, and so it was just a little bit different. And so that was, that's definitely what I did now when you, uh, yeah, I remember when you were doing training at powerhouse, I mean, this is where we met, I mean, so many right. years ago. And I remember, uh, you know, having you work me out and, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of the icon in the gym, you know, you're one of the guys that everybody, you can hardly work out because everybody's got to come up and ask you questions and, right. and, uh, right. Everybody and their mother's got to ask, ask right. the questions about, you know, this, that, or the other thing, as far as right. lifting goes or what, what, you know, what should you do here? And I was super educated. I remember having you as, as a, as a trainer, man. I, so you, you know, you, and you know, my struggles, I mean, you've been with me for a long time and it wasn't until I really watched your bodybuilding that, watch you do a keto diet that I kind of got into that. And that's where, you know, I started losing some weight. Cause you know, I, and I think that we can talk about that because you're, this is kind of what you do really well as far as, uh, uh, is, is how, how to, how to talk about the diet of things. But before I go down that route, what made you stand, what made you go ahead and say, Hey, I want to, I want to go try and compete in, in bodybuilding. Cause what people, I don't think really people really understand just how disciplined, to do one of those shows are and what you have to do food wise, even at, I remember there's a couple bodybuilders that were getting ready to do Ronnie, Ronnie uh, opened up his, his nonprofit and he had that night of the evening and there's a couple bodybuilders that showed up, but they all showed up with their food in hand. Now, they wouldn't eat nothing on, on or anything as far as that goes. So right. what made you want to go on a competitive level of bodybuilding? Well, you know, I, I'll be honest. I, I never wanted to <laughs> because Again, I would I would open the magazines and I see these guys wearing the speedo and I just thought there's no way in hell I would ever want to do that. You know, <laughs> um, so what happened was I remember uh, it was uh, I was working out with three buddies of mine and we kind of created a little challenge amongst each other because there was a flyer. We saw a flyer and we thought it was for like a hard body 
like a hard body competition. You know, you go like to, uh, I remember back in the day they had the red onion. You go to the red onion, you go up and you take your shirt off, and the girls go crazy, and whoever right. wins, wins whatever <laughs> yeah, it was, hundred bucks or some some nonsense. So we literally thought that that's what it was. So I remember I was the small guy of the group. I remember I was only like at that point maybe one hundred and fifty five, and I was dating a girl named Sherry, and she worked out at Powerhouse, and um, we all worked out at twenty four hour. And they said she said you got to come to this gym. There's a lot of really big bodybuilders here. So that's when I came over in 96. I came over there and uh, I remember she goes, you got to meet this guy. His name was Scott Marshall. At the time, he was like the he head trainer in yeah. the gym. He was a really big guy, bodybuilder. When you saw him, you knew he was a bodybuilder. So I, she introduced me to him and I said, I'm going to hire him. I was going to cheat um, by hiring a trainer and see if I can get a little extra push. So I showed him the flyer. He said, oh, this is not this is not a hard body competition. This is a bodybuilding show. I said, I had no idea what that was. I never no interest. So there's one this weekend. Come check it out. This is something you want to do. Then just move forward. So I went with him to this bodybuilding show in Culver City. And I'll never forget, I remember walking through the door and seeing the guys on stage in their underwear. And I said, oh, there's no fucking way I'm doing this. Excuse me. There's no way I'm going to do this. You know? So I'm watching that. I'm no, not doing it. Nope. And ESPN was there. They were filming the show. They used to have a show on ESPN called American Muscle. It was like a monthly show. So they were there. And the producers saw me there. They saw me in the audience. They said, hey, you have a really good look. You look like you have a good physique. Is this something you want to do? I said, no, this is not, not for me. Really, would you ever want to be on TV? I said, well, maybe I wouldn't mind being on TV. And they asked me a little about my background. I said martial arts and whatnot. So they said, why don't you show up here to Venice Beach? The, the, there's a workout. There's a gym right on the beach on the boardwalk. I'm sure many of you have seen it. It's called Muscle Beach. Come tomorrow, 6 a.m. We'll see if we can put you on TV. So I said, all right. So I literally went down there. And I remember there was other bodybuilders, really big bodybuilders, and then me. So they said, let's see what you can do. So I'll never forget. They, they said, uh, they just put the camera on me, and uh, can you do some kapas or something? Do anything. I was like, oh, my God. They put me on the spot right there. So I, I did some you know, some moves and whatnot, and I had my shirt off. They said, oh, you have a really good look. You know, now, they, they were promoting at the time uh, a natural federation of bodybuilding, and they kind of pitched it to me. And basically a natural federation is you compete – in competitions and you don't have to use steroids well, you can't use steroids because they test you. Right. So, wow. You know, that, that sounds pretty intriguing to me. I didn't ever even heard anything like that because when you look at the magazines, all you think of in my eyes was the steroids. They just looked really big. And that's all I thought was drugs. I didn't want to go that route. So they, they talked to me about it and they said, this is going to be a show that's going to be around the world and we're going to feature it on ESPN. And we're really trying to push natural bodybuilding. So I went home and talked to my parents, um, uh, they sent me a contract, literally sent me a contract the next day, and uh, it was to compete in their natural federation. Um, so I just I, I read it. I saw that I could be making money from day one, and so that's kind of how I got reeled in. I literally did it you know, for the money. I was already intrigued by it, and from day one, I went and, and traveled. Uh, I started traveling around the world with this federation. They put me on TV. I was on ESPN every month, and that's how I fell into it. Ah, uh, that's an interesting story. Yeah, see, I didn't even know that. I didn't know that's how that how that came about. And did you win natural body competitions? Did you win any? Yeah. So I immediately before that big federation came, I found there was a couple smaller natural federations. And what they do is, uh, by natural is, uh, you know, again, you can't use any any uh, steroids or anything that's illegal. So what they do is they hook you up to a, a lie detector test beforehand, and uh, and they do a urinalysis test. 
And so that's how I competed the first two years, uh, learning the ropes before I went to the big stage, which was the ESPN Federation. And from there, they did the same thing. So competed uh, year round and they tested me every time. So um, that's how, that's that's the route I went. Yeah. So and so what what for what not force, but what made you jump to where you went to the next level of of bodybuilding? Because I remember when you won. You know, back in I don't know, was it two thousand six? When when did you? Right. So I, I was competing. There. I was on TV. I was in all the magazines, and I was winning all the shows around the world. Really, I, you name. It, I, I traveled to Italy, uh, all over Asia, all over Europe, um, and was winning shows. But I, as I started studying and reading the magazines, like I wasn't in the big magazines. I was only in like the the Natural Federation magazines, but I wasn't in the Flex or the Muscle and Fitness. I couldn't, you know, I was really starting to understand like what I need to do. I needed to compete in the big federation. That The big federation at the time is NPC, which is the, 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 the amateur level, and then IFBB, that's where all the pros are. Um, so I said, you know what? I feel like I was already maxed out in the, the natural federation because I was like the top guy. But I come right. out in the magazines. So I said, I'm going to go. So I, I switched over. I, I switched to the untested uh, federation. I wanted to take a shot. So I remember I went right to, I had to qualify. I, I won a qualifier. And then I went to the USA's, which is like the national level. It's like all the winners of every state compete at the USA's. And my very first one, I keep it natural. I took fourth out of like 40 guys. But I remember being backstage and it was all the guys I would see in the magazines. I was like, man, I, I like this feeling. But I remember looking at the guys and it was a clear difference of, you know, guys were bigger. They were older and they were bigger. Mm -hmm. But I, I was so challenged. I said, this, this is where I want to be. I want to beat these guys. So that's kind of like how I switched over. I started competing. I competed naturally for the first two years. And that's when I was going to school. I was really studying as much as I could. And the internet was you know, available at that time. And I, I, I studied every type of diet there was, every drug there was, every supplement. I did it every day. That was like my, my goals. I wanted to master this sport. And that's how I got into that. So – when uh, let let's talk about I think that this is going to be uh, the other part of it that I wanted to talk about is when you were training right and you've made this decision. Uh, let's talk about a regimen of how you had to get yourself bigger first. Okay, was food was lifting heavier something you had to do? Was lifting more often? Was there what was the food involved? How did that go about? How did you go about and say I have to transform to be a little bit bigger? So how did that come about? Yeah. So, you know, there's so many different diets. There's so many ways to train. Um, you know, an old school was like everything had to be heavy and a lot of calories. So I, I tried that route in the beginning. You know, it was like really just crammed down as much food as I could. I literally, I was eating you know, fast food. I was eating, you know, sugar. Uh, and back then the shakes, as you remember, they were horrible. Uh, <laughs> I was eating two, three, four shakes a day. They were like, you know, 2000 calorie shakes. Uh, it was just, it was a horrible time, you know, force, force feeding, uh, just training as heavy as I could. Um, but, you know, I learned that that's not the only way to, to, to get ready for a show or to see results. But the only way to find out is you have to go through the, through the steps. So I was determined, you know, I knew I didn't have the same physique as a lot of these guys being Asian. I was just still smaller. I was always small. You know, if I didn't, if I wasn't lifting heavy or I wasn't eating a lot of food, I just got more ripped. And for bodybuilding, you had to put on more size. So we always had to be in a calorie surplus. 
calorie surplus, meaning you need to be eating more calories that you're burning a day. That's how you get bigger. And you got to lift weights. You got to shock the muscle. You got to traumatize muscle tissue for it to grow. And then you feed it to repair. So mm. every, every year, for the most part, you know, I wanted to know, like, why was this guy eating no carbs or why was this guy eating fats or, or you know, there's, I, I was reading, there's all different types of diets. And really the only way to really figure out what diet is going to work best for you is to not just apply it, but you have to apply it real time. And for me, the only, the only way to really apply a diet real time to figure out if it works and to master it is to get ready for a competition because you start looking, you know, you start off from day one, looking a certain way, weighing a certain weight. And then you say, okay, we're going to do this diet for like 16 weeks. 16 weeks might seem like a long time, but in, 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 in relative time, it's very slow to see results, you know? And, mm. I mean, you can get it done, but like for a normal person, 16 weeks to see that drastic change is probably not going to happen. But when you're getting ready for a show, you're on a your training regimen, you're on a cardio regimen, and then your diet has to be perfect. And the hardest thing about dieting, you know, to see results is – it's not just eating clean, you know, through the day. I had a couple meals or I didn't eat much. It's really like you have to, from the time you wake up, 6 o'clock in the morning, from the time you go to sleep at midnight, literally like everything that goes in your body has to be weighed, measured, calculated uh, at a certain time. And that's what I learned was, you know, timing on di these different diets and trying to really pay attention on, you know, what carbohydrates do to your body, what fats do to your body, and even what various proteins do to your body. So that's what I did over the years was each couple of years I would get ready for different competitions. I would literally pick like a different theme of diet that I would use to get ready for a show. So it would be anywhere from like, you know, high calorie, uh, uh, crappy food, and then just cut all that out. Or it'd be like carb cycling where it's like, you know, every day you have different levels of carbohydrates in your body, or it'd be even like a ketosis diet, keto diets, which is something that I worked with you on. And that's where it's like moderate, protein, no carbs and high fats. So, you know, right. You, now you did that, you did that particular diet for, for a couple shows. If I remember right, it was more your go-to, uh, your last couple ones. Is that correct? Yeah. So what happened was uh, after all the years, you know, I'd built my body up from training for so many years. And, you know, I, was, I remember I was competing at the Olympia level and I remember the, the, the one year I competed, that was my biggest ever. I was like 205 pounds, like 2% body fat. And they came, were coming out with a new division the following year. And the new division was called Classic Physique. And with Classic Physique, they start uh, adding stipulations to your height and weight. So they're really trying to make it more of a level playing field because, I mean, you see the bodybuilders nowadays are just massive. And it's, it's, become, right. a, mm -hmm. it's become a freak show. It's like – the biggest you can get, the biggest person on stage usually wins for the most part, and this is not fair. So they and it was getting out of control too. Guys are just getting too big, and it's a very dangerous sport. So what they started doing is strapping on. It's kind of like wrestling, you know. For each height, you know, you got to weigh a certain amount. So the one year I weighed 205 pounds at the Olympia level, and the new division I was going to be crossing over to, it my requirements for my height was only 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure. I was already competing at 205 at 2% body fat. Uh, and then my new limit was 180. So I needed to lose 25 pounds of pure muscle, not weights. We're talking muscle. So like, yeah. how am I going to do this? You know, because it was like, I, it took me years to build this, this muscle. How do I lose it? You can't just lo lose it by stop eating because you lose the muscle. Right. So we figured, you know, the only way we can really do this is probably like a, a, a keto diet. 
And I remember with bodybuilding, you know, guys don't like doing a keto diet because carbohydrates is what keeps you big, keeps the muscles full, uh, feels like it gives you energy. And, you know, we're, uh, it was a kind of backwards thinking of you don't want to eat any fats. You don't want any fat in your diet because it makes you fat. But that's not true, you know. So what we did is we started learning and really studying what, what, what keto diets do. So we said, let's take, let's take a shot because there's a hell of a lot less eating doing a keto diet than a regular bodybuilder diet. Mm-hmm. And so with the keto diet, we're able to lower the protein, which is going to allow my body to drop in weight. But you still got to eat protein to maintain muscle because muscle is made up of protein, aminos. Uh, we cut the carbohydrates out, which was going to you know, equate to anywhere from 10 to 20 pounds of just weight, water weights, water in the muscle. So we cut that out and really started, we had to rely on some type of energy source. So we started implementing fats, healthy fats, that is. Healthy fats would be you know, avocados, nuts, uh, certain oils like olive oil, macadamia nut oil, you know, avocado oil. So those type of fuels that you use for energy and you're training your body to rely on fats for energy and not to rely on glucose, carbohydrates, right. sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, once we went in that phase, uh, I really like really my body changed a lot. You know, I, I was still able to maintain a, a good amount of muscle, but the body fat really just melted off me so much faster than it would any other conventional diet. For me, I thought it was one of the best diets I've ever um, been able to 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 utilize because I'm not a big eater. It's hard to be a bodybuilder if you're not a big eater, but at least with keto, keto diet, you know, it's not a lot of eating really, but I have great energy, mental clarity. I'm sorry. That noise is my dog is chewing on a toy. <laughs> 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 yeah, sorry about that. So yeah, that's where these, uh, you know, that's how I mastered these diets. And again, like you said, the keto diet was the one that I felt I had the best look at physique wise. I felt the best uh, mental clarity. And that's kind of where I'm at now is that you know, I, I still play with carbohydrates and whatnot, but like the keto diet to me, I feel like is the go-to diet when I want to be in shape. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, even when I, even now I kind of live that, that keto lifestyle at this point, but, uh, I do find that if, uh, if you, if my carbs are up too much, you know, I'm kind of sluggish. I, I don't really feel sluggish on, on, um, on on the on the keto diet for right. sure and so tell me about so let's talk about now you've you've put yourself at the top of the game now and you've given yourself a name and i remember this i remember you winning that that uh in 2006 which really kind of caught uh, catapulted you up in in your status and then you when did your company physique inc when did you decide to to launch that when did you do that? Yeah, so what happened was um, I, I turned pro in 2006. Um, from that point on, I think maybe two years later, about 2008, 2009, I started to see a change in the industry, and I wanted to kind of capitalize because really, what like like the way martial uh, not martial arts, the way bodybuilding was, it was it's a real individual sport. I mean, really, you got to do everything on your own. I mean, you might have a trainer that's pushing you. You might have a nutritionist that might be helping you, but really bodybuilding, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a solo sport for the most part. I mean, you got to do all the work. The time you wake up, the time you go to sleep, it's you put it in your mouth and you go into the gym and putting in the time with the cardio. 
Um, you know, it, it, it's all about you. But I knew that like there there was a there was a space where you know people could use the help. You know, that where we had like a family oriented type business where I have a bunch of coaches. So what you could do is if you wanted to get in shape or if you want to get ready for a competition, you know, I formed a company where I have all the resources I can guide you through. It's called Physique Inc. Physique Inc. is my company and we specialize in writing diets, get you in shape. Uh, we write your training programs. Um, uh, we tell you what supplements you could be taking. And then, you know, the third portion of this would be like balancing your hormones. So, you know, you get your blood work done and, um, you know, just follow, you know, what's going on internally because a lot of times, you know, people will you know, eat, eat good and they'll be training good, but the body's still not changing. A lot of times it's, it's the, uh, the hormones might be a little off and that's how we figured, you know, we read your, your hormones through your blood. So, yeah. So I, I think that's a good, that's a good thing to, to, uh, talk about, uh, on, on, uh, on the diet side of things, uh, because, one thing about you, I don't know, you, you know, you're, you're, when you, they look at pictures of you, uh, one thing that you have, Stan, you always had is these awesome abs that you've always had. You know, you've had these, uh, you know, a, a, a good set of stomach muscles and stuff like that, but you've always said that, you know, dieting is more important on the, on, on what you're doing for cutting. And of course, you know, genetics have to play something in, in the role, right? I mean, the genetics are what they are, but, um, and then, you know, you've said a couple, you, you've unlocked a couple of things there that, that we, we can unfold. One thing you said is bodybuilding is on a, a, a by yourself thing. Right. And, um, and for me, me personally, I mean, you've known my story for a long time and, and you saw me in the gym almost every single day and I just could not, I couldn't change. I, 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 you, you remember how frustrated I used to be and, uh, you know, you guys, as as the, the the top trainers in the world, I talk about you guys all the time, right? I had the two top trainers in the world, but they can't do whatever my work is that I have to do. I just didn't find that key, that diet that that would work. And you guys all, you you know, you know me, right? I didn't like to eat a lot anyway. Isn't that weird, right? I right. I'm 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 fat, and and somebody, you know, I'm not one of these uh, job of the hut that just sat and ate pizza all day. I just didn't do. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Remember, I, I used to get so frustrated with it. It used to piss me off to no end, yeah, right? Yeah. And that, you're right about the keto diet. I, I that was a diet that I can eat eat enough calories in in the fats, and and then it it kind of it kind of shifted for me, and it made a difference, right? And yeah. and so and and you're right. You can have the best trainers in the world, but the bottom line is, uh, you have to unlock what it is your what you have, and you have to do the work. You know, you can go there and motivate me to get through a workout and those workouts were brutal. You know what I mean? I mean, those were some of the fun times, you know, that I got to got to work out with you and Ronnie together. You know what I mean? And and we'd put these workouts in and and uh, and those were great. Right. But that's the fun thing of 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 it. All that kitchen preparation and all that bullshit that you have to do is that's the hard man. That's that's the discipline part of what you guys do. And, and I think I've told everybody, if I had a magic pill for everybody that needed it, I wish I had it, but it, it doesn't, it, it's still, it's, it's you and, and you alone, that's going to have to do the, do that work. You know, you can have the best people in the world behind you. Now, you know, people with money that can have people cook for them and all that kind of stuff. It makes things easier, but when, when it comes down to it, it it's, it's, it's you and you now, uh, 
I want to hit that hormone thing that you talked about because hormones is true, not just for, for females either. This is a male and female thing. And, um, and I want to talk about a little bit about that, what people should be looking at when they get their blood work done. Sometimes when we get from the doctor, what do they need to ask for so that you can see what's off, you know, because sometimes the blood panel is not going to give you all this. Correct. That's correct. So like, like we were just talking about, like, you know, a lot of times, well, it's still the most important part. If you want to get in shape, the most important part is you got to master the diet. The diet is everything because it's like I said, from the time you wake up, the time you go to sleep, you know, that's, there's 12, 14, 20 hours in the day where you're awake and you're having to put food in your, in your mouth. Right. And you have to control what you're putting in, in, your, in your mouth. Um, is that, is that noise. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, well, I'm used to it, dude, because I have dogs. I hear it all the time. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like white noise to me. Uh, people yeah. don't know, but you got this awesome Doberman Pinscher. Yeah, I don't uh, yeah. They keep busy right now, so like, <laughs> all kinds of toys. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, you got you got to master the diet. Obviously, the diet is everything. Whether you're trying to get big for to become a bodybuilder, or you're trying to get you know lose weight for 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 whatever reason, diet is the most important. The training, the cardio, obviously, that's important as well. But really, in re- in relation to the diet, it's really like an hour, two hours out of your day, and that's it. So you should be able to hit that part pretty easy. King. But the third <laughs> part is a lot of times we'll, we'll have guys like yourself that would come in and, you know, we haven't figured out what diet's going to work best for you, but you're busting your ass in the gym. A lot of times, too, it's the hormones, are, are, are they need to be leveled out. And, you know, especially if you're over 35, and you're, right. you're putting in the work and you're, you feel like you're eating good and nothing's happening, maybe you should get your blood work done. And so what you need to do is you go to your doctor and you say, hey, my energy levels are low or my libido is, is crashed or I'm not recovering the same way or I'm sluggish through the day. So a lot of times you'll go and you say, hey, I want to get my testosterone checked, you know. And what, the, the thing is a lot of guys don't want to go and get their testosterone checked because, you know, old school thinking is, well, I don't want to play with testosterone because it's a steroid, but that's not really true at all. I mean, you know, I think bodybuilding kind of gave, or maybe even some of the sports, it does have a little bit of a negative connotation to it, you know, because it's steroids, but we're talking about testosterone. We're talking about balancing your hormones here. And what I'm talking about is when you go to your doctor, say, I want to get my testosterone levels checked. You should be checking your estradiol levels, which is your estrogen levels, you know, like you said, a lot of people think, oh, well, estrogen, that's for women, you know, but every every man and woman, we have both testosterone and estrogen. Uh, obviously, women have more estrogen than testosterone and, and vice versa. For men, we should have more testosterone than estrogen. And a lot of times if you go, you'll get your blood work done, you might see your testosterone levels are very low. Maybe that's why your, your energy levels are crap and your estrogen levels are really high. That's why maybe you're, you're holding water or you're holding a lot of fats or you're, you know, and whatnot. So... That's, there's a reason for that. Maybe those those levels are high. Maybe your thyroid is not active enough. You know, maybe your your T3, T4 levels are just not uh, active enough to where you're 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 able to burn as much body fat as you should be. You know, uh, so those type of things should be looked at, um, especially if you're over 35, because when you become 35 and over, you're you're no longer producing the same amount of testosterone as you were when you're in your 20s. That's why when you're in your 20, you keep progressing. Uh, you're maturing, you're putting on muscle, and then you, you hit that plateau and you're in your 40s and you start re- regressing because you're no longer producing these hormones. So that's what I say. If, if that's an issue, 
you know, maybe check with your doctor or even go to a specialist. Maybe you need to go to an endocrinologist that could check your hormones even better. Right. Which I think this is really important because, you know, uh, remember, you know, my, you know, so, so correct me if I'm wrong, right. A, and I think you're right. The bodybuilding did, did put testosterone into a different, different lane because you overuse it. You know what I mean? Um, but for a man, uh, it should be in the range. I don't know. 500 to a thousand is what men should be. Is that correct? Yeah. So like, when you get your blood work done, a, a typical lab, a normal range would be 300 being very low and 800 being high. So mm-hmm. on average, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, going in, you get your blood work done, you test and you're, you're below the medium range. Well, of course you can take testosterone to put you at the higher rate, higher end range of normal. So 300 to 800, I'm sorry, is sorry, is a normal range, but you know, 300, 800, that's, that's a pretty wide range. So, you know, if you're on the lower end of normal range, you can take testosterone and put you in the higher range. Why not feel like you're 25 at, you know, when you're 45 years old. Correct. You know, and by taking a little bit of testosterone, you're not going to turn into some beast. You're not going to turn into a bodybuilder. It just doesn't work that way, but you, right. you will feel amazing. You'll feel a lot more energy. Uh, you'll be able to sleep a lot better. So little things like that, it'll help tremendously. Right. I think testosterone therapy, I think you, you talk a lot about that kind of stuff too, because, you know, uh, I remember when I had my blood done one time when, when I was with you, right. And I'm at 235, right. That was my testosterone read in, in, and I mean, that's low. And that doesn't mean that, um, you know, I just, just regressed and everything, but I'll tell you this, it was, it had a lot to do with fatigue. Yes. And it had a lot to do with recovery. I mean, I lived and I couldn't um, I couldn't recover uh, as quick. And so, you know, your next workout isn't as good. And uh, I remember even myself, you know, I went to a clinic that specializes in men's health. Right. And, and I was on a regiment for a while and uh, it definitely made a difference as far as, um, you know, when, when you can bump that, when you can bump that up a little bit. And because right. unfortunately there's not really supplements. You, you hear a lot about a testosterone supplement, but I've yet to find one that's going right. to kick you over that what you need. You know what I mean? I've right. not, there's nothing topical. There's nothing that I've ever used that that's a supplement enough to, to, and it's just the way it is. As we get older, as men, especially get older, we, we just don't produce as much testosterone as when we were right. young. And I can, can you imagine even the, even the men that's not lifting or doing anything of that sort, their testosterone levels even going to sink more because they're not doing anything. You know what I mean? So I think that, uh, I think that was a good, um, you know, that was a good, that's a good segue to talk about when you guys, when you're with a doctor, because, you know, you have to ask for this stuff when you get your blood test. They don't, they just don't really do that. You know, they're interested in a couple of things, your, your cholesterol and, and different things. And then, you know, what most MDs that I see, they're interested in what medicines that you can go on, not how to fix a problem. That's true. People, a lot of people don't realize that. these guys are kind of like making commission on getting people hooked on medication. Mm-hmm. Plus a lot of these, a lot of the doctors are, a lot of them are old school. And yeah, I remember like a lot of doctors, 
they have to, they're general practitioners. So they kind of have to know a little bit about everything, but not really specialized in one particular thing. So a lot of, like, especially the old school doctors, if you say, Hey, I want to check my testosterone, say, yeah, what do you need that for? You know, you don't want to take steroids. And I, I've heard it so many times. Like, no, no, it's not mm-hmm. about taking steroids. Like I need my energy levels are zapped, you know, and, and whatnot. My, my libido is horrible. And I want to check these things. So a lot of doctors, they're just not believers of, certain hormones because it's relatively a newer science is what it would be applied for, you know? So now you right. go hear the phrase TRT, which is testosterone replacement therapy or HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy. So a lot more doctors are become more, more in tune with, you know, exactly what that stuff is. So don't be afraid to, to ask your doctor to check these things, especially if you're over 35 or over 40, you should check these things. You'd be surprised how many people? How many people come to me, and we'll we'll be on the diet, and they'll be training hard, and they look they, they look pretty good, and then we'll get we'll get the blood work done. And I've had guys that come in, and remember the testosterone range was three hundred to eight hundred, and these guys are coming back at a hundred. Right. Couldn't figure out like, what the hell a hundred? That's like literally a hundred. That's like a, a a female. That's correct. That's they never, right. They would have never known. They would have never known. So then they go shit. They get on a little bit of testosterone uh, therapy, and all of a sudden they lose another ten pounds. Right. Yeah, it's just giving. Yeah, it's just giving your your. I I think those are the, the, that's super important uh, when when uh, you know it's a chemical thing. I mean, I've heard you talk about this for a long time. Your body is a chemical thing, and you got to see what chemicals are going to work properly together. And if it didn't, how much work. Cause I worked out like a beast. And if I, if I didn't, if I couldn't, you know, it, it just wasn't, recover. there wasn't yeah, things changing. Right. Well, that's why people, people don't realize also it's like an you know, example, we'll use a, a baseball as an example or football, you know, um, people think, Oh, they're taking steroids so they can hit the ball harder, which is partly true. But you also remember these guys are playing, you know, at the highest level every day, you know, five, six days a week, swinging at a ball, a hundred mile an hour ball, you know, you, you get messed up, you know, these guys get messed up. So the recovery is, is, is vitally important or, or football. Look how look, it's a full contact sport. These guys are running full speed at each other. They're beat up and then they got to do it again five days later. So, yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason why a lot of these guys were taking steroids is for the recovery. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely, definitely something that I, I think is, has it needs to be needs to be looked at and and you need to every time I I did it I had to ask for this you know what I mean yeah. uh, my my doctors I had I, I had to ask I said I want to know and the other thing is uh, I um uh you know it's uh they don't they don't want to tell you your blood type either you know what I mean it's just so weird what they look for yeah, uh, uh it's just I don't know it, it's like I said um. Uh, I want, I want to make sure that, uh, when people are listening to us that how important it is male or female that you get blood work that is going to help you get in, in a better physical, in, in a better physical shape. And, and so that you can, all your hard work doesn't go down the toilet. I spent so many years working so hard and not being able to have that, have that key, um, and I still struggle with it. It's not, this is nothing. This isn't, this isn't uh, something that I don't struggle with on a daily. Right. And, and I eat pretty clean and it, I still, I still could probably lose another 75 pounds myself. 
you know what I mean? I've lost a hundred and what am I at? 114, 114, 115 pounds. Right. I, I mean, yeah. you saw, you guys had me at my, at, at when I was the highest. Right. And, yes. uh, uh, and when I found that, that lock and it started to go down, but I also had a scare, right? I think that people have scares are the ones that you see make the biggest change, right? Something physically Absolutely. happened. Uh, right. They've lost somebody, uh, something major trauma happened in their life. And they're like, okay, I'm, I, you know, I, this is, I, I need to take this back. I mean, you have clients, I'm you have professional clients that are trying to get to the next level that that's, you've been in that level. So you're the coach for that. I'm sure. That you've had plenty of people that are, uh, need, you know, need coaching that from major trauma. Right. And, and yeah. so that's, you know, and that happened to me, you know, that happened to me when I got blood clots, uh, but, and I got them by, by, by physical, I didn't just have them. I just, I'm lucky I'm even here. You know, I had them both in both lungs. And I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty serious. And then, uh, you know, mindset, you know, I want to, I, I think we should dabble on that a little bit because I'm an older guy, so I'm 61, right? And yeah, I have a knee replacement. You got bad knees were, and and they still are, right? And you know, I had to have one knee replacement, and I chose not to go the next one. I chose not to do it again. Okay, my right could use it, but I just didn't want to go through the recovery process of what that is when I'm an active dude. I'm an active guy. You know what I mean? And uh, and it takes a mindset when you're super sore or you can barely move trying to find something as opposed to just sitting around doing nothing. So why, why don't you walk through what you would tell some of your clients, you know, about, about how to mentally prepare for what you got, what you want to do. What, what's that look like? Well, I mean, it, it, it could become discouraging, you know, like if you have injuries or, or whatnot, but you know, like you really like, you don't want to just, not do something about it. You got to be proactive, right? If you want to be better, um, you, you got to put it into work, you know? So whether it's you're, you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to rehab an injury or you have some type of medical issues, you know, you can't just sit back and, and, and die. You can't just sit back and, and, and feel sorry for yourself. Right. So like I, I tell people all the time that stay ahead of the game, you know? So blood work is getting your blood work is not just for, you know, recovery or just for you know you're trying to lose weight you know i tell people all the time you should be getting your blood work done and be checking your vitals like you said earlier mark you know your cholesterol levels very important these are all things that you know you're not going to see externally or by looking in the mirror your liver enzymes your kidney function you know these are the type of things that will start to fail and before when you start seeing signs sometimes it's too late Mm-hmm. You know, so I tell people all the time, man, especially if you're an active person, you should really get your, get your blood work a minimum of twice a year. And that way you can stay ahead of the game and really see, are my liver, why are my liver enzymes so high? It's not something you're going to really feel or see in the, in the mirror. Why is my cholesterol so high? Now, I, I have an issue with high cholesterol. It's hereditary. Uh, it's also from a lot of the red meat I've eaten because, because of a bodybuilder. Or, and also if it's lack of cardio, you know, all these things start to affect my cholesterol. So, and it's, again, it's not something I feel, I feel fine. I feel I have have good energy, but when my cholesterol levels are high, I'm getting some blockage in my arteries and something needs to be done about that. 
And, um, you know, that's when I'll be more proactive. And for me, that, that, for me, that's like one of the things that keeps me motivated is getting my blood work done and, and, and making sure I put the same effort I do in the gym, but also of balancing my hormones of staying healthy. Right. I, yeah, I think that I think that that's that's all that's all great advice. I think that the, being the proactive and, and, and mindset is uh, just your mindset period of, of that of being proactive, I think, is probably your best your best bet. So when when I when I talk about when you talk about um, diets okay because you know this is the thing that people for if you're losing weight they automatically ask you what are you eating if you're gaining if you're getting bigger they're going to automatically ask you what your what your uh you know what you're eating what how how are you doing that or how are you lifting and you know i think everybody's grasping for the magic formula and you correct me if i'm wrong but the magic form there is no magic formula you do the work and you measure your work. I mean, it doesn't get any, you know, you, you set the work, you do the work, and then you measure yourself after you get, after you do that. Right. I mean, it's, it's three components that you have to do. If you're going to, if you want to have any kind of success in anything, I, I don't really care if it's, if it's, uh, you know, playing an instrument all the way to playing sports, it doesn't really matter. I mean, those, it, right. it, there's no magic point. There's no magic formula for it. And, you know, and I feel for people, you know, I have a heart for people that, um, I get this quite often. I need to get in shape before I can start martial arts. And I'm like, man, you just, it's just not the way it rolls. You know, you need to start martial arts to get in shape and, and work through the frustration of, and there's a lot of embarrassment, right? There's a lot of embarrassment that goes with when you're heavy. I mean, you work with it, work with them all the time, but then again, you were just the opposite, right? You were smaller. So I'm sure that you have the same guys that have the same mindset. It's like, I'm super small. And so, you know, they're getting hassled for how small they are. And you got the other ones for getting hassled for how fat they are. There is just no, there is no, there is no happy medium. I mean, everybody, you know, I, 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 as a coach myself, I tell everybody, you know, you know, you can't, you can't rely on what other people are thinking. You got to, you got to have a mindset of your own to, to, to have success. And, you know, so what your physique, let's talk about your company. Okay. So, you know, you have, a, you have a website. We'll make sure it's out there too. When we do the audio portion, I'll make yeah. sure that your physique, physique Inc. Is that, that's what it's called anyway. Is that correct? Yeah. Physiqueinc.net. Yeah, .net. Okay. Physiqueinc.net. And that there you have, I mean, you have a group of guys and I think Ronnie Camacho is part of that group too. You have a group of yeah. trainers that are part of this. And you have regiments that can can go to the professional athlete that's looking for maybe better posing or, okay, how do I get from this level to the next elite level? What do we need to do? And you got these guys that have been like yourself that have been doing this for 22, 25 years. So uh, you make yourself champions and then you have plans for people that maybe just want some nutritional advice and what that looks like. So let's talk yeah. about your, your website and how that works. Yeah. So what, what, basically what we do is we'll take, obviously our, 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 our niche is bodybuilding, you know, but if you really want to get in shape, I mean, who are, who are the people visually are, are the ones that are best in shape? I mean, when I mean visually, I mean just like by the physique, I'm not saying like 
you know, the best in shape athletes. I'm saying physically would be bodybuilders for the most part, not just because they take steroids, but because all the things that come into play with getting to from A to Z, you know, it's mastering the diet. I mean, again, that mastering the diet is, is everything. So I tell people all the time, like, you know, if you want to get in shape, you know, sometimes you got to do things that are drastic. You know, if you're going and you're doing like Weight Watchers diet or you're just doing some type of basic diet that you've seen on TV or whatever, and it's just not working for you, well, probably you need to be, maybe you need something a little more aggressive. And that's where we come into play. You know, again, we, we, we specialize in, in bodybuilding, but like we have a ton of athletes. Um, I'll get a lot of actors. I, I've, I've coached a ton of actors over the years. And, you know, for acting, it's just like bodybuilding. They have a short, period, short window of time that they need to be ready for a role. And hopping on some like basic, you know, Weight Watchers diet or whatnot, it's just not going to get them there in time. So that's why they'll come to us. And, you know, this is like, I call it extreme dieting um, because it, it is hard, but it's not, it's anyone can do this. It's, it's very doable. You just need the right guidance and the right instruction, some right coaching to guide you through it. But if you want to get from A to Z, uh, really, you, you got to, you should be on an extreme diet, like, like a keto diet or a carb cycling diet and that's where we come into play we'll, we'll design your diet structure around your day your daily work schedule your daily workout schedule and we design it around that and then we make the changes as your body changes you know and we'll be in your ear we'll keep you motivated uh we'll hand you, give you all the tools you need to get from a to z that's yeah so i let's well let's talk about some let's talk about what who you've worked with um, you know, from, from MMA fighters to, yes. to, to Hollywood. So let's, let's talk about some of the, the clients that you've had personally that you've worked with. Yeah. So I, I've been blessed. Uh, I worked with, uh, top producers like Dr. Dre. I'm sure a lot of people see him go from, from a pretty amazing change at an, at an older age. I worked with him for a few years. Uh, I worked with Vin Diesel getting ready for a few movie roles. Uh, Gerard Butler from the movie 300. Uh, uh, George St. Pierre, he was the UFC world champion. I worked with him every time he'd come to California. I worked on his strength and training, uh, strength and conditioning, uh, a lot of different he's rappers. A, yeah. He's a beast at GSP. Yeah. Oh, he's, mm. he's a monster. Yeah. He, he's forever every seven days a week. This guy's training. Mm -hmm. And look at, and, and hiring professionals to e even get him at a bigger, a better peak. It, it just, yes. it just goes to to show what, what, what he's about for sure. Right. That, that's a disciplined human right there. So who, who was your most, who was, who was your, uh, who was your most favorite to work with? Um, I would say probably, believe it or not, Dr. Dre. Um, mm -hmm. it was a little nerve wracking working with Dr. Dre in the beginning. Cause he's a very quiet guy. Um, he's very to himself. So like a lot of times the workouts would be pretty silent but he's also the type of guy, if I wrote a diet out and I said, I needed to eat four ounces of styrofoam and you can only drink water, you know, he literally was like, okay, uh, no problem. And like, yeah. anything I told him to do, he would do exactly to the T. He's like an OCD type type person. So he was probably the easiest to work with because he, he got the, the, the best results of, of anyone I had because he never questioned anything. Like literally this guy was up at four in the morning doing an hour of cardio he would have all his meals already prepared for the day. Uh, he'd be back in the gym. He would be hitting the gym two, sometimes three times a day. So he was really determined to to achieve his goal. But you know that's what it takes if you really want to achieve your goal. You got to stay motivated and you got to really want it, right? Right. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And and, and so 
I'm sure you get the you get the other side, right? You'll get the Hollywood actors that you have to work with that don't really yeah. want to. They don't. <laughs> yeah, I've had quite a few. That's that's actually part of the reason why I'm not really coaching or training a lot of the guys in the industry anymore because generally they're probably the worst ones to work with because they'll have to do it. They have to do it for a movie role. These guys don't even work out in real life, so it's like. <laughs> You know, they have to take on this new role and then they hate every minute of it. And then right. it gets more like me is I'm going to be on your ass because <laughs> you have to be ready for a movie role. You got to take your shirt off in, in this scene and it's up to me to get you there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine that what what you know, what what you have to deal with when it comes to that, for sure. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Believe it or not, like one of the biggest action stars, which I've already mentioned, he was the worst. He was the worst. Like literally, he was the hardest to work with. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's 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 uh it's it's all show uh for the movies. I when it, oh, when absolutely. the movie's all done, it's yes. I, the one. I don't know what it, it, when you said you work with the from three hundred. Are you talking about the main guy, Gerard Butler? Uh, yes. He taught. You know, he's done documentaries on on him because you know he was a machine, right? Mm -hmm. But he said it was by far the hardest thing to try and keep that up at that level and be in that kind of shape all the time. He goes, I remember him talking about it saying, this is like the hardest thing that I have ever done as far as roles go and to try and keep that on a daily and then do oh, the yeah. acting on top of it. And he was brutal. He said, yeah. Oh yeah. To do that. Yeah. He, he likes to work out. It's just the, the lifestyle of, of staying in shape and, and the eating and whatnot. It was not easy for him. And of course the training is hard, but again, the training portion for him was hard, but that was only like an hour, hour and a half a day. It's right. The eating portion, that was very hard for him. Yeah, that's, and, and I think that's, you know, us talking about that. I think the working out part has always been the easiest part for everybody. I mean, you know, putting on a pair of headphones and going to the gym mm -hmm. is almost therapy. Yes. But uh, preparing your meals is almost just like that is not therapy that is just like uh <laughs> and uh you know in the and the same thing i've watched you do it for so many years i remember when you're getting ready to cut for shows and you're five weeks out and you have just super regimented on on uh, a broiled chicken breast and whatever else you know that then with the keto at least you had got, got to have some fats with it you know what i mean right. so um i i remember it vividly uh what that what discipline that took to do to do that right everybody looks at the final results everybody wants to be the final result everybody you know uh, uh wants to have the stan mcquay look but nobody wants to put the work in right it's like everybody wants to go to heaven nobody wants to die uh <laughs> you know what i mean so you know that's that's probably the same thing as far as that goes i think that you know those that you know, you're here quite often. So you get to, you know, I was just talking to you about, right. You can see you've been, you know, your sons, all, all your kids are black belts of mine. Right. And so we, yes. I mean, we, you've been around me for a long time, but now you've seen this different shift right into jujitsu, which is something that you like to train back mm -hmm. in the day. And now yeah. you're watching these kids that are, I mean, I'm telling you, man, the first, the first competition we did, some of these kids were cutting weight and it was just yeah. not good. You know what yeah. I mean? watching them cut weight and then you go way in and these are, you know, I, you know, I, I, I questioned it anyway. You go to the jujitsu tournament. Why can't you just weigh in in the morning and be done for right. gi and no gi? 
Right, right, right. But some of these jujitsu tournaments, you have to weigh in in the morning. And if you've got no gi at the middle of the night, you have to weigh in again. So you can barely do anything for the whole day. Right. I mean, we're not, you're not making any money on this stuff, man. And so right, I, you right, know, right. this was just something in the, in the jujitsu world I was thinking about. And I was, you know, with all the kids now, um, you know, they have this nutrition uh, on their mind. And I've watched in my school alone. Now you've been around my school, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of people live here just like you did when your kids are going right. through black belt, right? And what they, what they bring in to eat is just, and, and how prevalent soda still is, yeah, uh, is, is amazing to me. Right. Is, it's just like, you know, you can't, you can't, the American diet is just so, it sucks. You know what I mean? You, you know, what's funny is I was able to stay in key. I still measure my ketones on almost every other day. Right. To see where I'm at. You know, sometimes I'm a little low, sometimes at 0.5, sometimes right. I'm at 1.0, you know what I mean? On my blood. But, um, uh, when I was in Vegas and uh, you, if you can afford it, man, you can, you can eat really well and stay in good ketosis. You know, I, we went to this one restaurant where there was just, you go pick out what fish you want. It's right there all laid out, and uh, it's like and they'll cook it. Either they'll fillet it or they cook the whole fish where you can have the whole fish, and which i never done that before. That's what I did, uh, and it was so good. But uh, I don't think either that to eat healthy has to be something that breaks the bank. I just don't – you know, people say that all the time. I think they don't want to give up convenience over – over quality is what really is, 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 you know, I don't know if you feel that same way when it comes to fast food, but you have children and they watch you, how you, how you do it. Now your, your, your wife is also in, in fantastic shape. And so how does it work at home? Do you have a, a healthy lifestyle or is it just not always like that? Even with your own kids? I mean, you got life, you got life, right? Well, I mean, obviously we, we try to push the issue with, you know, with eating clean, you know, definitely, I, we don't use the word diet around men because, uh, you know, I, I don't want them to be dieting and I don't want them to, to view it as a negative connotation. Oh, it's time to diet and you got to suffer. No, I definitely right. don't want that. <laughs> I mean, we, we all grew up eating pretty crappy foods for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I still let them enjoy and be kids, but I will always try and teach. I'm always preaching about protein, what protein does. You know, I, I'm always talking about it. You know, you want to build muscles, you need protein or you need energy. You have a game today. You should be eating carbohydrates. These are the carbohydrates you should be eating. I'm always preaching that way, but I still let them have, you know, the occasional, you know, you know, sweets and whatnot. I mean, luckily I'm pretty blessed. I mean, I think because of the way we've been with teaching them, they're not really big sugar eaters. They're never asking for, Hey, can I have candy? Can I have some cake and whatnot? I mean, they're not sitting there eating vegetables either, but they're not asking for a lot of junk food. They eat fairly clean and they enjoy it. So well, don't you agree, Stan? I, I, I agree. Now, now, I haven't really had sugar for two and a half years. You know, that's one thing I cut out almost completely. That includes, I don't put ketchup on anything or anything. You know, if 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 any of that stuff has any kind of like that that kind of sugar, because I don't, I don't really think even, you know, you get a Heinz bottle of ketchup and you're looking at a quarter of that bottle of sugar. Right. And, or if you drink Gatorade, you might as well just put sugar in your water. Pretty much. Right. And. I feel that sugar is so addictive yeah. that it's almost hard to get rid of it. And if you're not on top of what's, you know, what it is, um, 
you, you know, you're, that's going to be, that's going to be a downfall. I mean, do you agree with, with, I mean, what, what is the biggest struggle when people have diets with you, when you're talking about them, what is it they don't want to give up the most? Well, usually it's always, you know, carbohydrates, sweets, uh, which all equate to, you know, sugar, glucose. It's hard mm-hmm. for, people to get, for people to get rid of that. Or when they, because the cravings, when you start cutting out carbohydrates, you start getting hungry, getting cravings, and they don't, a lot of people don't know how to deal with that. I mean, it's, it, it's hard, you know. We've all had it, you know, at nighttime, especially a lot of people get cravings at night and you want to go to the fridge and start picking that stuff out of there. That's where things get really hard. But I would have to say, like, you know, the hardest thing, especially for people that have, you know, bad eating habits all the time, is always getting rid of carbs, uh, getting rid of bread. Yeah, breads. <laughs> breads. Yeah. You know, what's funny is even on keto night now. I want to talk about this real quick to, on on how important it is, Stan, that from from your standpoint to understand when you're looking at foods on what it means, because right now everything is keto, right? The food industry has jumped in this thing. Like it's so you can have like fat bombs and it's like, Oh, it's a peanut butter cup and there's net carbs and, and there's no added sugar, but you got 19 grams of sugar alcohol. Right. Right. And I think before I have you go, I want I want to talk about that. What is the difference between and is it important? Do you have a carbohydrate? Then they have some fiber. So let's say that just for number one, right? 10 grams of carbohydrates. But there's four grams of fiber in it. So you have a net grams of carbs that you're taking. Is that an important way of looking at things? Or do you feel that your total amount of carbs is what should be looked at. And what does sugar alcohol mean? Let's talk about those two things. Well, I, I think it really it depends on what really your goal is. For one, uh, what is it that you're doing for an active lifestyle as well? You know, so example, like, you know, I have a couple of football players. Uh, these guys are running a lot, right? Um, so obviously, and they're a little, some of these guys are a little bit overweight, so they needed to drop weight. But at the same time, you see the type of activity they're doing um, so the carbohydrate number, uh, I, I think it, it does need to be adjusted a little bit based on your lifestyle. Cause you guys are a very active guy. So I feel like the, you know, the carbohydrate number for us is a little bit better, better of a goal for them. Where if it's someone like, uh, or you and I, that are maybe, or maybe not you or I, but like someone that's not as active cause you're active, I'm active. Um, so someone that's not as active. Yeah. I think the macros, the numbers are a lot more important because as you know, uh, a lot of the, the manufacturers, they find ways to, to get around regulations of what are is supposed to be posted, like sugar, carbohydrates, right? They hide the numbers. And that's where a lot of people get, get mistaken is, oh, this thing had zero carbohydrates. But then they don't realize that, you know, all the hidden things that are in there that the labels don't show. Right. Which I, and, and this is, I, I'm, and I'm always super surprised on how many people don't really know what they're reading or sometimes they read um you know 150 calories but they right. don't see that that's per serving and there's yeah. six servings in the in the package yeah. in the package right and it's like i mean there's a there's a whole thing that you you need to go down so yeah uh, people, that's one thing people need to learn how to read the labels uh, you know my, my wife does it sometimes too like yeah, look it only has 50 calories but then it says like i said five servings it's right. not 50 calories, it's 250 calories. You know? so, 
right? Yeah, that's true. So I think that uh, education—that's part of what you. That's probably part of something that you do in your in your consulting is Correct. saying yes. this is what's important. So uh, in a macro, you you hear the word macro. Now people may not know what that means. Why don't you? Why don't you just? You know, we're coming to an end now. What? Why don't you tell people when you're when you're looking at macros what that means? What the word macro means? Yeah. So with the macronutrients, like you you look in a label, and uh, macros are basically the breakdown of all the calories that you're going to be getting from a food from a food that's broken down into, you know, fats, sugar, uh, protein, carbohydrates, um, and so like like right now there's like a fad diet that's going around. It's called like if it fits your macros, and really what it matters is like let's say we pick a goal and your daily intake for macros is gonna be 2,000 calories right mm -hmm. so a lot of people go okay i get i'm just making up numbers but we get 2,000 calories broken down in, throughout the day so that's our limits and then so they'll look at the labels and say oh look at like you just said oh, this one only has 50 calories or this one only has you know 20 calories or whatever and they start adding up the numbers and that's their their intake for the day but like in my opinion, that's not really like the best way to diet. I mean, that might be okay for someone that's sedentary, that's not active and whatnot. But like, macros are not macros. Like, calories not a calorie. You know, I don't think that, that you can compare. You know, hundred grams, hundred grams from hundred calories from a sugar versus a hundred calories versus a protein. Right. The mm -hmm. Numbers don't really equate. Right. I think that, yeah, I think that's really good. I mean, I could sit and talk to uh, about this for forever and a day, but um, that's the other thing about, you know, have, be, before we end, you know, end this be that you have the ability uh, on your, on your website, which we'll put up um, and I'll have an audio portion of this um, for you that will, we, we have this live video and it's always on YouTube. People can go watch the live but I will have it in audio format too. So people that are driving and want to listen to podcasts yeah. and stuff, it'll be out there for you. And, uh, but they have an opportunity to go and, and talk to you personally. They can sign up for that, that kind of stuff right on your online, because obviously you have a business online when it comes to the dieting portion and stuff like that, you know, you can be anywhere in the U S uh, or, or internationally and, and get your expertise on, on how to get to the next level or how to, how to lose. And, oh, yeah. and do that I've got athletes all around the world i've got uh, quite a few in asia australia uh, all, all over europe so we've got clients everywhere because you don't have to be in person to write your diet yeah which i you know which i think is great so you know we we we're spoiled because we see you all the time because you're here in the, in the school all the time with your kids yeah. so you know we get to uh you know ask you these these things and and uh and you know because you know i think that if we can get this generation to be a little bit more conscious, which I see is happening, especially when you're doing um, a program where you have to have a certain weight, the kids are starting to be like, Hey man, I can't, I'm not, you know, I don't want to cut weight, but I don't want to put on weight where I have to start cutting. So I'm just going to start minimizing some of the stuff that I, that I'm doing. You know what I mean? And uh, like Ashley Sage, I mean, you saw her, right? She's gone from, she's probably lost 50, 60 pounds just so she can compete in a different weight bracket because she wasn't having anybody in her brackets, you know? And sometimes that's, sometimes it was a healthy way and sometimes it's not so healthy. So there's, you know, th there's all that that goes in between. But um, 
Yeah, I appreciate that. I think that uh, you know we we can and we we talked a lot about some stuff for for people that any anybody that you know is looking for um, just some answers uh, for typical questions. I would I would definitely say to reach out to you. I mean, you're you I've watched you do this for diets for for many many people. I have my own children. I think I've have, have reached out to you uh, this past week because they're starting to be conscious about, Hey, you know, I want to be a little bit stronger and, you know, I got to eat a little different and, and people just don't really know how to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? How to really maximize your food as, as an energy source and, and still enjoy it where it's not a chore, you know what I mean? And so, but anything good takes work, right? Anything good takes yes, work. So. Nothing is easy. That's right. If it was easy, we'd be millionaires. Trust me on that. So, all right, Stan. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking this, uh, this hour and 10 minutes with us, man. It was, uh, it was really informative. I, I look forward to, uh, uh, more talks in the future. I, we talked a little bit about, um, uh, doing something here at the school on nutrition, uh, as a whole, I think for parents anyway, we can talk about all that kind of stuff like packaging food. And this is how, you know, what you want to look at when you're doing things and really educate, and I think I talked to Ronnie about it too. I think he's going to come in on the other side about with his products that he has to, to help you have a better, just a, an overall better lifestyle. I think so. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll we'll put that put that together. I've got eleven coaches that all specialize in the exact same thing I I do. So uh, we can put that together. We'll, we'll do it at the studio. We'll have like a, a little expo, and we have like a panel of of nutritionists there, and and for whatever anyone's goal, we can you know, figure out a plan to get you there. Yeah. I think we can make this big. I think this, we, if we want to make this event, we can make it big because we could have zoom links where other schools can, can jump in oh, cool. and we have somebody man, 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 you know, asking questions and, and, and doing that. I think that's something that we can make happen. Cool. All okay. Right. All right, man. I appreciate it, Stan. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to real talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.